Hello, everybody. You're listening to localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm Tim Muma, and this is I Want to Be A, where each show we finish the title with a new profession, bringing you an experienced guest to give us the inside scoop. Now, this episode is right up my alley. I want to be a baseball play-by-play announcer, and it's a pleasure to have on the show an individual who I've heard countless times on the radio. His name is Joe Block, and he's in his third season on WTMJ Radio as one of the play-by-play men for the Milwaukee Brewers. Joe, thanks for coming on today. Hey, thanks, Tim. Appreciate it. Well, the first question I think that everybody brings up uh, with a profession like this especially is, was this always your dream job? Is this something you always wanted to do, felt like you could do? Yeah, I think probably since I was about eight years old. So if that counts as always, uh, then yeah. Yeah, that uh, works. Yeah, I, I didn't really obviously think about doing it as a career until I was probably about uh, 14. Uh, we had in high school, uh, my first year in high school, they had to, we had to fill out this form. Uh, uh, do you like to lift heavy things? No. <laughs> um, you know, things like that. Do you like sports? Yes. Okay. And so we'd fill out this Scantron form and uh, give you a couple ideas of what potential jobs you could do. And one of them was sports announcer. And I said, that's a job, I guess. Oh, okay. So I kind of looked into it and uh, found out I could do some public access shows and things uh, in my hometown of Roseville, Michigan. And I started there and just kept after it and still keeping after it. So that, that's, uh, that's how it all got started. Well, I think that's always cool uh, for the listeners to hear somebody who you know had that idea that thought at a young age and obviously is able to follow through and, and create that career for yourself. So when did it really get started for you as far as, you know, maybe little jobs on the side that you talked about, or um, even if we talk about getting into the, the minor leagues for baseball or some of the collegiate things you've done, what, what is that path like? Because a lot of people end up seeing the end product, you know, obviously hearing you do the, do the Brewers games is, uh, is awesome for those people to understand, but sometimes they don't get where you've come from. Can you fill us in a little bit? Yeah, that's a, that's a good point, Tim. Yeah, I mean, uh, really, I mean, it started about that time when I was 14 years old. So I got this job uh, when I was 34. So it took about 20 years to get it. And, you know, a very slow ascent, uh, you know, in the high school years, uh, did a lot with public access and in uh, in my high school. And then I went on to college at Michigan State and I studied there four years and got a bachelor's degree in journalism. And there I worked at the student newspaper, wrote for the state news for two years. Also worked for some commercial newspapers, either as an intern or a part-time employee, uh, and then also uh, is uh, the student uh, newspaper, our student uh, radio station, hosted some shows there, and worked for both the, uh, some student television stations and some uh, commercial television stations as an intern. So I, I almost always had at least three jobs. Wow. Uh, that I would work in college uh, to make money, but also to gain experience. And then, sure. in addition to my course load, and then. Uh, so after I graduated, I went to, the, like you said, minor league baseball, where I worked at nine different seasons. I've lived in nine states as an adult uh, <laughs> as well in every time zone. So, you know, a lot of moving around and then uh, trying to garner experience that way. I also worked in the NBA for four years as a pre- and post-game host uh, in New Orleans. Sure. Uh, and that preceded my job with uh, the Dodgers for 2011 and then uh, signed on with the Brewers in 2012. And uh, we've made our home in Milwaukee and we've been there ever since. Well, and, and you know, just listening to that, obviously the the road to get there, as you mentioned, twenty years in the making, and, and the traveling, and and some of the uh, aspects that go along with doing the play by play work. Going back to the minor leagues, I think there's often a a fascination with that, especially amongst baseball fans, and that's where people are going to know you best at this point. What is it like down there, and how is it different? I mean, are you doing other things? Are you contributing in other ways? Because it it wouldn't seem like just being an announcer for a minor league team is is going to be enough 
for you to just have that as the lone job. Yeah, you're right, Tim. Uh, there aren't a lot of teams that can simply afford to pay an announcer, or at least not pay them well enough to you know, be able to eat every day. So what uh, a lot of announcers have to do, and myself included, um, you sell advertising okay. for the team. For me, I made sure that I always had some other skills. I think that's very important for any anybody that's uh, either entering the, the workforce or re-entering the workforce is to have a diversified skill set. So I'm not just, you know, a baseball announcer. That's not the only thing I can do. And it's not, well, you could do basketball too. No, no. I mean, uh, for instance, graphic design has always been a a big interest of mine. So, so, yeah, so I did uh, all of our publication marketing work uh, in a couple of the places where I worked. For instance, I mean, you know, if we needed a billboard on the freeway, I would design that or I would put together our, our media guide or our team yearbook or an ad um, for television, or an ad for the newspaper, or uh, designing a logo for the All-Star game. Right. So things like that. So I tried to add value to you know, me calling games in other ways so that you know, people would hire me. So um, you know, and the same continues to this day. I'm very active on social media. I find that that is an added value um, of sorts um, to help promote the team. Uh, things like that, just, just to try to stay uh, versatile, but the but yeah, and and I also sold I also sold advertising, like I said, and I sold more than I made, um, <laughs> so that was always good. But the, you don't make very much in the minor leagues. I think that's the major difference. My first job was in Charleston, South Carolina, and I was an intern there, and uh, I got hired on at two hundred and fifty dollars a month. So Oof, yeah. a month, and my car payment was two forty seven. So I had three dollars a month. To do whatever yeah, pl- I want. that's plenty, plenty to spare. Yeah, <laughs> De- so definitely a labor of love as you're uh, working through the ranks. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, but you got to be dedicated and, and you have to be talented and you have to be lucky. And so uh, I think I, w- I was uh, more more so dedicated and lucky, but, uh, you know, everybody can do what they want as long as they work hard at it and uh, get a little, little things go their way. Well, as you were coming up the ranks and sort of, uh, you know, figuring out who you were as an announcer and, and what kind of style maybe you would you would bring about, did you have certain people you looked up to or people that you, I don't want to say mimic because we always want to obviously be authentic, but maybe people you picked out that thought, you know, this, they do it the right way or they do it a way that I like it. Yeah. I mean, there's dozens of people. And I think that is a large part of why I was able to get better at this because I would always solicit advice from just about anybody that I thought was doing a decent job, not only when I was first coming up, but to, you know, still today. Um, so, you know, there's a, a countless amount of people that I've either written a letter to this how old I am. I used to write a letter. You know, what's that? Well, you take out a piece of paper and, uh, but yeah, but I mean, you know, I wrote letters when I was a, a teenager and these days, obviously phone calls, emails and things like that, but, but always trying to find out little tips, little secrets from, from people, what they're doing, how they do something maybe a little bit differently and how I can do something a little bit better. So that's been a constant process for a long, long time. Now, if we fast forward into your role with the Brewers, obviously, um, you know, with the work you've been doing the last few years, when you're on the radio, obviously, it's a it's a unique medium in terms of trying to portray to the audience what is going on. And, and baseball, I'm biased, of course, but I feel lends itself so well to the radio. What do you feel is your true goal as a play-by-play man or as however you want to phrase it, you're really drawing that picture and what would you say is your style for those that maybe haven't heard you or or trying to still learn your style here in Milwaukee? Well, I don't really know how to answer that question, Tim. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I feel like I just always want to uh, inform the audience, first and foremost, you know, what's the score, what's the situation, 
what has happened, what might happen, hmm. you know, if the situation calls for it. That's really what I try to do. And if, uh, if I can do that with information, uh, I try to pride myself in uh, finding as much out about the game, not just statistics, but also stories, reasons for certain things happening or, you know, potentially happening. Uh, I try to encompass as much as I can all aspects of the game and, and try to bring that to the audience uh, in the time that I'm on. So I guess that would be my style. Uh, I don't really find myself to uh, shout a whole lot or, you know, I ain't do anything that, you know, there's no calliope sound in the background. Or, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's just I'm trying to bring you the game and, and, and hopefully that, uh, that works for people. Well, I will say just in, a, in conversations with, with people around here, your vocabulary often comes up and, and your, your way with words definitely uh, comes across on the radio. So I think that might be something people point out. And, you know, obviously you're sitting with, with Bob Euchre, who most people know that uh, his personality is, is slightly different. How would you describe kind of the relationship there and how that needs to work between the two of you? Obviously, you're not always on air together, but you have plenty of times where you're, you're interacting. And how does that play on the radio, we're always uh, together, and um, you know, depending on if you know a situation calls for a conversation, then then we'll talk. But, uh, but for the most part, uh, you know, we kind of do our thing, which kind of harkens back to you know the old days of baseball, and that's uh, that's kind of how everybody used to call games. And now it seems like, especially on radio, that we don't hear the sounds of the game as much. Uh, there's a almost a constant chatter uh, that goes on. You know, when I came here, uh, it was uh, my job to adjust to his style and the style of the broadcast. But uh, I've always liked that style uh, where, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have necessarily one guy doing the game, but you have one guy plus somebody else kind of, you know, second set of eyes chimes in or converses uh, when needed. You know, the game's one-sided, a really complicated situation or play, or, uh, you know, just something's funny. <laughs> um, but otherwise... For the most part, it is a solo kind of sound, and I like it. Uh, I did that in the minor leagues uh, myself, and then growing up listening uh, not only to Uke but also uh, to some of the other greats uh, that have you know called baseball games. A lot of them who have been around a while, that's how uh, games were called. So I like that sound because you get a lot of the sounds of the ballpark, and you just it's not too much. And sure. if you just hear this incessant uh, chatter all the time, then it's it, it just gets to be too much. Not for a baseball game; it's supposed to be laid back and relaxing and you know, if I want to hear that I'll hear a you know basketball game or a hockey game when there's constant action baseball part of the beauty is there's not a lot of action sometimes and you can kind of just relax and, and wait for something big to happen I completely agree with you on that one now when we're looking at as a whole with your position and I'm sure you could point to a lot of different things is there one area that stands out that you feel like you just love the most about your job? I mean, is it the game itself, interacting with people, with players, um, just the, the announcing side of it? I mean, is there an aspect that you really just sit back sometimes and think, man, this is, this is really why I do this, do this job? You can keep going because you named them all so far. I mean, that's <laughs> I wasn't it. trying to steal your thunder or anything there. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, I mean, that's it. Uh, you know, if I really want to think about where I would like to be on any given day, I'd probably want to go to the ballpark. So there's a good start there. I mean, you know, uh, even uh, later in my minor league career or in my uh, career, when I was working in the NBA, I still took jobs in the lowest uh, level of professional baseball at the rookie league level. I would go back there and call games because I just love being at the ballpark. So I think it starts there. Yeah. Announcing, uh, you know, being part of kind of uh, chronicling 
events in time. Uh, we, you know, I mean, I've only been here three years, but you know, over over a while, you start to accumulate some you know historical moments, and you can go back to things, and you see you know you see so many different things, and I, I think that's a, appealing as well. And and then yeah, the interaction, just learning about the game. I mean, uh, I have access every day to all the people that were in that particular game, but uh, you know, so many people that in each individual experience have you know been playing this game 20, 30 years, coaching this game for as long or longer. So I can learn something every day about the game and, uh, you know, continue to just enjoy baseball. So I think that that's the, you know, number one part about it. It's just, you know, being around it. You know, I certainly wasn't good enough to play. I retired at about age eight. So <laughs> um, I'm glad I moved into this, uh, this realm. Yeah, certainly seems like you made the right call with your career. I mean, I, I don't know you as a ball player, but uh, as an announcer, obviously you you do. <laughs> You're a great better job. off for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't I wasn't scouting back then. So uh, yeah. Well, we are getting close to the time here. I don't want to take up too much of of your time as you are uh, ready to get to work there. But I want to do maybe a, a little quick fire kind of session of maybe some of the favorite parts of uh, of your career. For example, uh, favorite ballpark outside of Miller Park, because that would be unfair to, to claim. Yeah, obviously the home place is uh, where I like to go, but uh, Dodger Stadium is a, a special place. I think it uh, when you go in there, it feels like all of the history that's been there, but uh, but it doesn't feel antiquated. It's well kept, and you know the backdrop of uh, the mountains and everything. I mean, uh, that that's hard to beat. Favorite player to talk to? Favorite player to talk to? I don't I don't think I really have one. I I like guys. I can tell you in general, though, I like guys that who are kind of outspoken, gregarious uh, types, people that uh, like to have fun, uh, people that are into the game, you know, maybe future coaches. So uh, there's a number of guys that, that all come to mind, but, uh, you know, guys that are really into talking about the game and have an upbeat attitude. I like those guys. All right. Uh, how about a uh, favorite game that you've called personally? Well, um, I don't know. I've called a perfect game in the minor leagues, which was kind of funny because I didn't know the pronunciation of the pitcher's name until after the game. Um, <laughs> Since he got called up that afternoon and went on to pitch in the major leagues, Chad Godin, I called him Godin the whole game. That was kind of embarrassing, but fun at the same time. I don't know, uh, you know, calling a championship in the minor leagues was fun. And then, uh, you know, the, as we're talking right now, this is a recorded interview, but uh, we're in St. Louis, and um, I remember a time where uh, Narichka Aoki hit a home run and uh, with two outs and two strikes in uh, the bottom of the ninth inning here in St. Louis, and uh, the Brewers were hard charging, trying to sweep the Cardinals here and uh, make the uh, postseason in 2012. And I remember that moment too. So I don't know. There's a lot of moments, but um, for the most part, it's just whatever, you know, team success, you know, those are always fun to be a part of. And I think that's a cool, but I bet you could pull so many different plays that, that stand out uh, of all the games that you've called. I think that's really a, a, an interesting part of this as well. There's a lot that there are to forget. <laughs> right. forget <as> well. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> and those have been forgotten. The last question I just want to ask, of course, everybody feels, oh, what a great job. It's got to be tremendous and so much fun, but it is work, obviously. What would you point to as being the most challenging or difficult part of what you do? You have to be mentally strong uh, because you do it every single day. Um, so, I mean, anybody is going to say, well, I'd love to do that. Yeah, but, you know, would you love to do it for seven straight months every single day and not be able to do almost anything else um, during that time? Uh, you know, for instance, I, I think we've had uh, maybe a half dozen, maybe six, seven, eight uh, home off days since the end of February. So uh, for you know for a seven month span, so where we're not traveling or anything like that. So to have an entire day off uh, with your family is extremely rare, and you get four of them all in, uh, all together at the All Star break, and so you know maybe one a month at the most. 
So I think that's the most challenging thing is just to be able to balance that. Uh, the good part is, though, is once the season's over, uh, then you have a, a whole bunch of time. Right. And you don't have to you know, do anything else. So I guess, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it's all relative. But, but clearly that's the toughest part is to try to keep, you know, family happy and try to get balanced as best you can during a long season. But, hey, if that's the uh, worst thing I can complain about, then I'm in, I'm in good shape. And true or false, if the team is winning, the season doesn't seem quite as long. Oh, of course. I mean, it, I actually feel like the All-Star break's coming up. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're talking mid-September, and uh, I feel like, uh, you know, we're almost halfway through the season, and I'm looking down at the, the score sheet here, and there's 12 games left. So, right. uh, you know, that's the good thing is that when the team's winning, when they're very successful, uh, like the Brewers have been this particular season, uh, the games fly by, and it, it's, it's a lot of fun. Well, Joe, definitely appreciate the time. As as you mentioned, as we record this, you're in St. Louis on the road as the Brewers are looking to make that playoff push. But I appreciate you giving us the time, giving the listeners some of the inside scoop into your career, and hopefully they'll all be listening as I will be. So thanks again for coming on. Oh, Tim, my great pleasure. Thanks for having me on. And once again, that was Joe Block, the radio play-by-play voice for the Milwaukee Brewers, alongside Bob Euchre, of course. And with that, we'll wrap up this edition of I Want to Be A. If you want to get in touch with us, you can shoot an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. If you have any comments or suggestions, you can also find us on Twitter, at the LJN is where you can converse there. For everyone here at LJN Radio, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.